Welcome to the Inside Muskegon Podcast with your host, Jason Pisecki. Now, here's Inside Muskegon. Welcome to Inside Muskegon. This is episode number 36. I'm Jason Pisecki. The Inside Muskegon Podcast is a weekly show featuring interviews with community leaders and comments from everyday people from Muskegon, Michigan. The goal of the podcast is to engage Muskegonites in a dialogue about the issues that affect our everyday lives. This week's show features an interview with John McGarry, a commentary on the interview, and information on contacting Inside Muskegon. Our interview this week is with John McGarry with the Muskegon County Museum. I'm here with John McGarry with the Muskegon County Museum. Thank you for taking the time out with Inside Muskegon today. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Why don't we start out talking a little bit about your background? Well, Jason, I started uh, years ago with the National Park Service. I was a park ranger at Fort McHenry National Monument in Baltimore. and did that for about five years, and then I went on to work for the United States Marine Corps as a civilian historian. Uh, after 10 years with the federal government, I decided I wanted to do something a little different. So I, uh, I headed down to Key West, Florida, and I set up a museum for treasure hunters and uh, worked on the Atocha Project with uh, tons of gold and silver and emeralds and all kinds of things like that. Uh, and after that, I decided I wanted to get back to a little more normal job, a little more normal part of the world. My wife's from Traverse City. So when I got offered the job here in Muskegon, we were very excited to come to Michigan. What does your position at the Muskegon County Museum entail? Well, I'm the executive director, so that means that uh, I work uh, as a liaison with the community. Uh, I work directly for the Board of Trustees to implement their policies. I supervise the staff. I do a great deal of uh, fundraising and and community involvement, Uh, and I try to provide... um, uh, some kind of professional direction and and help the board uh, with my professional background in developing a vision. Um, and uh, I'm blessed in having a, a really wonderful board of trustees and a fantastic staff. So I just uh, try to, uh, to put all the pieces together and uh, then let them do their work. Tell us a little bit about the museum. Well, the Muskegon County Museum has been in existence since 1937. It was um, uh, founded after the centennial uh, here in Muskegon, and uh, the decision was made to put together an organization that could preserve the history of the area, and that's that's really our job, to preserve the natural and cultural history. Uh, over the years, we've amassed a, a huge collection of artifacts and documents. Uh, we have about 100,000 three-dimensional artifacts, uh, everywhere from Charles Hackley's glasses to uh, vehicles to clothing, uh, guns, a little bit of everything, uh, as well as uh, an archival collection of, of, of about 12,000, 13,000 images, uh, thousands of feet of documentary material. We take education very seriously. We serve uh, all of the schools in Muskegon County, and we also look at ourselves as an economic development tool. Now, I know that's that's not something one thinks of, uh, typically when you think of as a museum. Uh, but um, we now know that cultural tourism is the fastest-growing segment of, of our economy, of the world's economy. And uh, by developing and doing good history, such as we've done at the Hackley and Hume site, the Fire Barn, we know that we're bringing tourists into the area who are spending money in local businesses. So good history can also be good business. So that's, that's kind of a, you know, the 50-cent tour of the county museum. Yeah. 
Well, speaking of a tour, take us on a little bit of a tour through the history of Muskegon. Well, uh, you have to go back about 10,000 years ago when the glaciers were receding, uh, and the first inhabitants, the uh, Paleolithic Indians, moved into the area. Uh, It's hard to imagine, but mastodons and woolly mammoths were roaming the area and interacting with the, uh, the very first people. Uh, in time, uh, they developed cultural characteristics and became the peoples of the three fires, the Anishabi, Potawatomi, Ottawa, and Chippewa Indians. And uh, with the exploration of North America, they came into contact with the French explorers, uh, followed by the lumbering era uh, in the 1830s when there was a treaty signed with the Native Americans. This area was opened up to, uh, uh, to development, if you will, and uh, then lumbering came into vogue. Uh, so it's a very vast and, and very varied history that's fascinating to study. Well, over those 10,000 years, I'm sure there was a time that was like Muskegon's heyday when really, maybe not the pinnacle, not to say Muskegon may not achieve those heights again, but uh, what in your opinion was Muskegon's heyday? Well, I don't, I, I don't think there's any question that it was the lumbering era, if, if you want to measure it by economic activity. Uh, in the 1880s, uh, Muskegon was very clearly the, the lumber queen. Uh, the amount of lumber that was being produced here, the amount of um, uh, jobs that were being created, the number of millionaires. There were over 40 millionaires created here in Muskegon during uh, that latter section of the lumbering period. So that, um, that was a time of very e- uh, rapid growth, uh, economic development and all. I would also say that uh, in the 1940s and the 1950s was probably the second uh, largest period that um, uh, with the World War II years when the industries of Muskegon were were creating full bore was was another highlight. And I always like to think that uh, the year after next when our downtowns are redeveloped and uh, the new industries that are being attracted to the area, uh, that's going to be the third third highlight of our economy and, and boom. In addition to the museum itself, uh, you also take care of some of the historic sites in Muskegon. Tell us a little bit about those. Well, the county museum operates eight buildings at the present time. We have uh, the main museum at 4th and Clay. Uh, We also operate the three buildings of the Hackley and Hume historic site, uh, the Hackley House, the Hume House, and the City Barn, which we use as our visitor center. Uh, We also operate the Fire Barn Museum down on uh, Clay Street. Uh, The building right next door to it um, is uh, under development right now as the Depression-era house, which will uh, be open to the public next uh, spring in May. Uh, We operate a building down on Western Avenue, uh, which is our archives right now. And then we have a collection center over on the other side of town. So, yeah, there's a number of buildings that we own. Uh, We also get involved with uh, a number of other restoration projects. Uh, Anybody that's working on a building in town uh, is is welcome to call us, and we go out and help. Uh, We've worked on St. Paul's. We worked on uh, the churches, or the, um, I'm sorry, the statues and Hackley Park, just all kinds of projects. Any way we can help, we try. Is there a signature piece at the museum? And also maybe a second part to that question, one of your personal favorite pieces that you have? Well, I'd have to say the Mastodon. I think that's uh, part of the Coming to the Lakes exhibit. That's probably my personal favorite. This guy is so big and so hairy and just so cool looking that uh, that 
you know, I really like him. Uh, but I would say that the signature piece of the museum is probably the Coming to the Lakes exhibit. It explains the cultural history of the area. It talks about the great diversity of people that we have. And um, as I said before, I think it's it's Muskegon scrapbook. Uh, it shows uh, all the families, all the people, uh, and, and their individual stories. What are some of the upcoming exhibits, and also what do you see in the future for the museum? Well, we uh, this um, uh, August, in, in just a couple of weeks, we're going to be opening up a brand new exhibit called uh, The Doctor is In that's going to outline the uh, history of um, the medical community in um, uh, Muskegon County. And I'm pleased to say that that's being sponsored by the Muskegon County uh, Medical Foundation. Um, and then we've got uh, a number of other temporary exhibits coming up uh, next year. What do I see as the the future of the museum? Uh, well, certainly we're very excited about having the Depression Era House open to the public. That's the the biggie I think that's coming up, and and we believe that uh, the Depression Era House, in conjunction with the Fire Barn, and most importantly the Hackley and Hume site, is going to make us a a major player in terms of cultural tourism and drawing people from across the state. We think we're going to offer them a historical experience that's going to take long enough that they're going to have to eat in our restaurants and stay overnight in our hotels. So so we're very excited about that. They say that those that don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Is there something in Muskegon's history that you think we can all learn from in our community as we move forward? Oh, I think, you know, definitely no matter where you are or what subject you're studying, uh, there are patterns in history that um, that very clearly, you know, show uh, where you have been and also where you're going. Um, for instance, uh, we were talking earlier about lumbering being the heyday of economic development in, in, in Muskegon. The uh, right around the turn of the century, right around 1900, 1895 through about 1905, 1910, um, there was a huge transition that took place from lumbering to industrialization uh, here in Muskegon. And uh, many of the same problems that we're facing now in terms of image, job development, uh, lack of investment in our community and so on, uh, that's happened over the last 10 years also happened then. And then you get to the same point that, that we see now, that investment is occurring, the changes are, are taking place, the jobs are being created. My point here is that if you look at history, uh, the transition that took place from lumber to industrialization took about 15 or more years. So we can be assured that Muskegon's economy and Muskegon's future is bright, but it's not going to happen overnight. That's the lesson history teaches us. So we, we just have to keep plugging away, be patient, and be certain that our community is going to have a great future in the, uh, uh, in the future. Muskegon is very well known for Charles Hackley and Thomas Hume's contribution in our community. There's buildings all over town that bear Hackley's name. Mm -hmm. Do you have a, a, a Muskegonite that maybe people might not be as familiar with that's had a good impact on our community? Oh, I think that there's uh, there's numerous ones. There's uh, Harold Frauenthal. There's the, uh, the the Shaw Walker family has made uh, significant uh, uh, contributions, and I and, and I'm talking about in terms of business, uh, which has created jobs and a good economic uh, uh, out. 
look uh, as well as just plain philanthropy then giving money away. The Hilt family, um, certainly Charles Hackley is the best known, but I think that he set a standard uh, of uh, philanthropy that there are many people, many families down through the ages have have lived up to that legacy and, and have been very, very strong supporters. And we see that even to today. There's there's a whole new generation of people uh, uh, stepping up to the plate and being active and donating in our community. Give us a bit of Muskegon trivia that most people don't know. Ah, well, let me tell you a quick story that I I, I just love. Um, there was a gentleman by the name of Gideon Truesdale lived down on Clay Street uh, in what we now call the Hamilton House uh, across from the Firebone and Fire Barn Museum and directly behind the, um, uh, the Hackley and Hume site. Gideon Truesdale was a lumber baron. He was one of the first, and he was enormously successful. Gideon Truesdale is the gentleman that brought the Hackley family to Muskegon. He took Charles Hackley under his wing. He helped uh, pay for his education. He introduced Charles Hackley to his future wife, Julia, and really became sort of a mentor. Uh, Charles Hackley actually bought his first lumber mill from Gideon Truesdale to get his start. So you can say that uh, Truesdale had a significant impact upon Charles Hackley. Now, when the Great Chicago Fire comes, Truesdale is economically wiped out. He had invested in real estate in Chicago and lost it all. He says to heck with it. He packs up his wife, makes an arduous journey out west, and ends up in Silver City, New Mexico. He's such a good businessman that within a short period of time, he's, he's getting back on track. And there's a family that lives next door. The mom's sick. The dad's a drunk. And Gideon Truesdale takes in the two young boys and, and tries to help him out. He gives the youngest a job washing dishes in the hotel. I think that he was trying to, to mentor this young kid much as he had done to Charles Hackley. But this young kid, he's just nothing but trouble. He ends up stealing a bunch of clothes, getting in trouble with the law, and Truesdale gives him money to get out of town. Truesdale's son stays in touch with this kid for years, but this kid just goes on and on and on, getting in more and more trouble until finally the wanted posters come out and they're looking for Billy the Kid. Well, that is a great story. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move on to our final question. You have one minute alone with a person who has never been to the Muskegon County Museum. Make your pitch to get them to the museum. Well, I think if you want to get a sense of the history of Muskegon, to understand the people, the natural history, and the uh, the sense of the place, then then the Muskegon County Museum is the place to do it. With the coming to the Lakes exhibit, you can learn the cultural history. You can see wonderful natural history displays. And uh, you'll also have a wonderful opportunity to show your kids uh, how uh, the human body works and how to make healthy choices about such things as smoking, drinking, and so on, and why you shouldn't do them as well as to go down to our science center and uh, to get a hands-on experience with physical science. So there's there's just a lot to do for uh, all ages, and uh, you're going to have a great time, and you're going to learn a lot. 
Well, thank you very much, John. Really appreciate it. Jason, this is a, a pleasure. I, I very much appreciate uh, uh, the opportunity to tell people about the museum. And I also got to put in a plug and, and appreciate what you're doing for our community with these podcasts. What a great idea. Well, you're quite welcome. Thanks. Thank you. History is something the people of Muskegon can take pride in. All you have to do is take a drive through downtown Muskegon to be reminded of that. I thought it was interesting when I asked John about Muskegon's heyday. I expected his response on the lumber era of the late 1800s and early 1900s. I suspected that he might make note of the height of Muskegon's manufacturing industry. As much as I try to stay on top of information on the state of Muskegon, especially with this podcast, I was impressed to hear him say that today is another great time in Muskegon's history. It's one thing to get that kind of enthusiastic report on Muskegon from the business organizations in the community, but when it comes from an unbiased source like John McGarry and the Muskegon County Museum, it's even a more powerful statement. And that should be something that everyone in Muskegon should take stock in. The mission of the Muskegon County Museum is to preserve and interpret the natural and cultural history of Muskegon County. They have a great collection for homeowners of photographs, tax records, plat maps, and various directories for people to find information on their properties. There's also a good collection for businesses and organizations to trace the people who ran them, find out about products and locations of businesses in Muskegon. You can also do family research at the museum, and they have over 10,000 photographs that detail the events and people of Muskegon County. On their website, there's a sampling of some research papers that they have, including ones on downtown mainstays like the Occidental Hotel, events such as the Western Avenue and Pine Street fires, Muskegon landmarks like the Michigan and Frauenthal Theater, and the Milwaukee Clipper. They also have information on the Muskegon Lassies of the All-American Girls Baseball League that played at Marsh Field. All that information can be found at the museum or through their website, so there's just a wealth of information that they've collected on Muskegon County. So get down to the museum to take a trip through Muskegon's history. For more information on the Muskegon County Museum, visit their website at muskegonmuseum.org. We'll move on now to some listener feedback. For the latest listener feedback, visit insidemuskegon.com. You can post your own comments to the site, view the comments of others, and even comment on other comments. And that is something that I would encourage everyone to do. It's a way to have your voice heard and get some great feedback to share in future podcasts on the episodes. Feedback can also be left via voicemail at 231-354-2332. When dialing, be sure to include the 1 and 231 and leave your first name and city in the message. That brings us to the conclusion of episode number 36 of Inside Muskegon. For more information, visit our website at InsideMuskegon.com. Inside Muskegon is produced by Jeremy Sear. For Inside Muskegon, I'm Jason Pisecki. Feedback is welcome at Jason at InsideMuskegon.com. This has been the Inside Muskegon Podcast. Comments are welcome through our website or by emailing jason at insidemuskegon.com. Inside Muskegon.